Uh, as far as I know, everyone here has been vaccinated, been, been double vaccinated, been boosted. Uh, look, I, I do know Dr. Fauci's been all over the map on it. He said, yes, mask, no mask. Just once, I'd like to see a reporter say to Joe Biden when he stands at the damn podium in the White House without a mask, Mr. President, why aren't you wearing a mask? Just once. We've arrived at a great moment in time. Intersections of space and time. Guess what time it is? It's Friday! Jack Riccardi, 4 till 7. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Well, hi there. Good afternoon. What's up? Jack on 550 and 1071, KTSA. Welcome to our dreadful little show here in the late afternoon. Anytime you want to join in, 210-599-5555. The good thing about calling our show is you call and it, the call just disappears into the ether. But if you if you send email, if you post on Facebook, you know, that's going to be with you forever. Just saying. Might need a job someday. Just saying. Um, I don't remember who it was, but years ago when there was controversy about how... Um, you know, whenever we have like a Super Bowl or an NBA All-Star game or any high-profile event at which the national anthem is performed, there's sometimes controversy about how the star, the rock star, or whoever performs it. Do they go over the top? Do they change the song? And so one time I heard <clears throat> a man who had been a, um, I think he was the Greatest Generation veteran. He was a World War II veteran. So this goes back a ways. And he, he said, my advice would be, if you want to know how to sing the national anthem, pretend you are standing in front of the soldiers who went ashore at Normandy or took Iwo Jima. Imagine that you are performing in front of men in in wheelchairs at a at a uh, you know, let's say at the tomb of the unknown soldier. In other words, perform it for that audience. If you if you perform it for that audience, you'll perform it right for everybody and you'll do the song justice. I want you to keep that image in mind with what I'm about to tell you. Uh this is from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. The mayor of Minneapolis says that um children between the ages of 2 and 5 need to show a negative COVID test done in a lab in order to enter a restaurant. Now, kids under five can't get vaccinated, but they can get swabbed. And it can't be a home test. It has to be a lab test. And I don't know, does the kid actually have to hand it over, or would it be all right for his mother or father to hand over his paperwork? Two to five. Got to have a negative COVID test from a lab, or you cannot go into a restaurant. Say goodbye to family restaurants. In Minneapolis. I mean, it's it's useless, it's inept, it's not science-based. <clears throat> We're so far beyond even having, making the point. Of course, it's not legal or constitutional. But, I mean, wh- what are people thinking complying with this? I don't care how much you believe in 
vaccines and how worried you are about COVID. These are kids. We're protecting fully vaccinated adults from an unvaxxed toddler. This is what we're afraid of. Here's another item. We And we mentioned this yesterday. The mayor of Washington, D.C. has let everybody know that starting tomorrow, you can't go out of your house, you can't be leaving your house without your vaccine card and a photo ID. Remember the old American Express commercial, Don't Leave Home Without It? This is Muriel Bowser. And so I was thinking about that image of the greatest generation, those soldiers who are mostly no longer with us. There's a few that are left. They're in their 90s. The few that are left are proud and and kind of awe-inspiring for the rest of us. You may not have someone like that in your life, but I'll bet you have someone like that in your family. I'll bet somewhere in your family tree was someone who was part of that greatest generation. So here's my question to you. Can you face that person, if not literally, figuratively, when our country is doing these things? Can you justify this stuff to people that almost got blown away at Normandy or Iwo Jima or Guadalcanal or any of the many battlefields of the greatest generation? or the Korean War, or Vietnam, or any... In other words, people that have bled or risked their lives for this country, or given their lives for this country, do you want to look them in the face and say that it's okay for two-year-olds to have to show their papers? Is that what they were fighting for? In our nation's capital city, show your papers is the new culture? Is that what they were fighting for? I don't care who, how they went to war, if they went to war as a Democrat or a Republican. I don't care if they came from a farm or a city. I don't, and I know not everyone who served served for the same reasons or with the same impetus, but I'll, I can be pretty sure none of them thought they were fighting for a show me your papers, America. It's just, it's, it, th- that should be the test. If you can't justify it to them, it's wrong. Tell me what you think. 210-599-5555. Here's the story today. Um, N95 mask prices are skyrocketing. Oh, really? That's a, that's a shocker. I, why would that be happening? Because they're considering changing the official CDC recommendation from wear a mask to wear an N95 or K95 mask. As a result, prices are surging. Last November, a pack of 40... KN95s went for $17. Now it goes for four eighty. And, um, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, I happened to be talking to a nurse. And it was the first time I learned about how there were different kinds of face masks, because I, I didn't know. You know, spring of 2020, I knew nothing about face masks. I'd never worn one. And she was saying... Um, well, we have these masks that are vastly superior to the ones everybody's wearing, and they're N95s, and the reason they're superior is that they have a form-fitting function. They have actually have a piece of metal in them that, that you, you conform to the shape of your nose, and it seals, it forms a seal on your face. And then I had a chance to wear 
an N95 mask after I'd been wearing paper ones for a long time. And when you put one on, you feel the difference. It's completely different. And she said, and a lot of people have subsequently said, the reason they didn't recommend those in the beginning is because there wouldn't have been nearly enough. And people couldn't have gotten them, and they wouldn't have done it. That's why we got the recommendation, any mask will do, or a kerchief, or a hanky, or a bandana. That wasn't science. That was, we got to tell them something they can do. we got to tell them to wear something they can get, because they can't all get N95s. And then we were talking about how these are single-use masks. And one day in 2020, the CDC announced, no, actually, you can reuse them. And people in in healthcare said, what? That's not what we've been told. That's not what we've been trained. They never told us that. They, They yelled at us for reusing them. Now, all of a sudden, you could reuse it. And I Googled the other day all the ways you're supposed to be able to get multiple uses out of an N95 mask. It's hilarious. There are things you're supposed to do to sanitize and reuse, and you, if you, ha- you need to have like a rotation of them, like a, like a baseball team with starting pitchers, you know, you're going to have like four or five of them and rotate them and uh, clean and sanitize in between. You know people aren't going to do that. The only sanitizing it's going to get is sitting on the dashboard. Um, so, you know, th- this is where we're going now. This is, this is the next goalpost. And Peter Ducey was asking uh, a question um at the uh coronavirus briefing of a FEMA official um about the whole business of distributing the president's promising a billion N95 masks listen to the question and the non-answer from this lady at FEMA take a listen to this so what's the point of now sending N95 or KN95 masks out to Americans if a lot of those masks are just single daily use? Like somebody wears it once, then what? Uh, masks save lives, um, I think, is the important thing here. And we want to make sure that everybody has the tools and resources that they need in order to protect themselves and their families. Uh, not an answer. <laughs> that's, not, that's not an answer. That was like a press button and replay uh, slogan it was so rehearsed, right? It wasn't an answer. The answer is, yeah, you can wear them again, but you can also make yourself sick wearing them again. And there are ways you can sanitize them, supposedly, but people aren't going to do that. I, and I remember at the very, very, very beginning, sorry for my trip down memory lane, but I remember at the very, very, very beginning, before it became heretical to question masks, before we were stoning people for that, there were doctors who said, I'm not so sure about the mask recommendations because, you know, it causes you to touch your face and your nose, and if people are constantly adjusting them and pulling them down and putting them up, they're actually going to transfer germs from surfaces to their face and nose and mouth more often. And it's not just COVID. You can pick up the cold and other RSV and other things from surfaces that way. So there were people actually saying, and it made some sense to me, again, I'm a layman, you don't want to be touching your face and your nose and your eyes too much, especially during cold and flu season. Ergo, the mask is going to make people do that more. But yeah, she had no answer. I mean, it's a very, it's a very obvious question. What's the use of a billion masks when the billion masks have been used up by the 300 million people 
who will theoretically get them. I'm going to play that thing again. So it's almost like um, she's been told, this, this FEMA official has been told, you can only say this. This is all you're allowed to say. Here's Fox News' Peter Ducey. Take a listen. So what's the point of now sending N95 or KN95 masks out to Americans if a lot of those masks are just single daily use? Like somebody wears it once, then what? Uh, masks save lives, um, I think, is the important thing here. And we want to make sure that everybody has the tools and resources that they need in order to protect themselves and their families. Mm. It's like a soundboard, you know? You just press the button, you get the answer. Um, so... We'll see what happens. Yes, you can use them more than once is the new guidance. But when you talk to people in healthcare that have been wearing them for years and years, that is news to them. Uh, many of them received training. And by the way, you get a lot of training on properly fitting it to your face because for people in healthcare and even before COVID, this is extremely important. Uh, so they get trained on how to make a, a firm seal and make sure you have it on right and conform the the metal uh, piece over the bridge of the nose correctly so that there's no gapping. Uh, they they uh, test you on it when you're being uh, trained in nursing or, or medical school. And so we've gone from that to, oh, yeah, everybody can wear them, slap one on, use it over and over again. I mean, this is, this is the opposite of science. It really is, no matter what they tell you. Uh, you know, um, I've had a theory for a long time that the people that seem to hate Donald Trump the most also seem to miss him the most. I mean, it's not easy to, you know, it's not it's not hard to figure out. I mean, obviously, a, a lot of the uh, opponents or enemies of Donald Trump can never stop talking about him. That, after all, is what January 6th is about. It's about keeping the, the flame burning. They can't keep impeaching him anymore, so January 6th is like the impeachment for a guy that's no longer in office. Even Alyssa Milano is missing him. The progressive liberal actress uh, tweeted this out a couple of nights ago. I was going through pre-pandemic pictures and videos. Okay, I was going through pre-pandemic pictures and videos. It was the good life, but we didn't know. Now, I guess what she means by that is 2019, or 2018, or 2017. These people bitched and complained and moaned and cried every day, pre-pandemic. They didn't like anything about pre-pandemic. They didn't like the things you liked, like cheap gas. They said that was going to destroy the planet. And now, imagine now saying, oh, those were the good days. <laughs> they can't say it out loud, but they were happier then. Even their kvetching and their complaining was happier. They were happier they, because they loved hating him. Right? They'd go to the award shows and they'd compete to make, see who could make the most you know, outlandish denunciation or Nazi comparison or drop F-bombs or what was that that B-list comedian, I can't even think of her name, that held up his severed head, you know. I mean, these people will never have it that good again unless, unless they don't know, but that's what they really want. 
210-599-5555. Mike is on 550 and 107.1 KTSA. Mike, good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Yes, Mike. Uh, I wanted to comment on the use of the N95 and KN95. And the reason it says single use only, that only applies to the medical profession because you can't take a contaminated mask to another medical procedure. You can roughly get 40 hours out of that mask. So people use them for mowing grass, um, and, and it does offer more protection. So if you're using one as a regular citizen, you can use one for approximately 40 hours. Mm-hmm. Well, even if that's so true, and, and let's... Well, okay, so even if that's true... Uh, mailing one to everybody it, it, by your by your guidance would get them forty hours per mask, correct? Right, and then and then what? Then you get another one. I mean, you know. It's, well, they're not going to mail you another one. They're not going to keep mailing them to you. Well, the I, price is quadrupled. I, the I, supply has run out. Um, what next? What? So my my question is, why are they mailing them to people? As if that is—that's the solution. Well, I agree, I'm, I, but I've never seen one in a single package before, so that, that's—I'm just assuming. Okay. And, and, I, and I'll tell you, Mike. I don't know what your background is, but I'll tell you, uh, medical professionals have told me it can be very detrimental to you to keep putting that mask on unless you are sanitizing it in some kind of high heat, dry heat. Uh, kind of way we can we're going to wind up with people catching or, or getting sick from other things because that mask is going to trap droplets and exhalations they're going to put their their fingers on it after touching surfaces in stores and public places it's not quite as simple as you're making it out to be but I, I, even if even if i buy the 40 hours thing that that's that's no solution at all but i appreciate your call thank, nice try thank you for trying actress Alyssa milano getting all nostalgic For the pre-pandemic days, those were the good days, she said, even though people like her told us we were living in Nazi Germany every single one of those days. But see, that's the thing about Trump. They hate him. Their hatred of him unites them, organizes them, inspires them, gets them out of bed in the morning, helps them poop. I mean, they need him. He's got to come back, not for MAGA Nation. He's got to come back for Alyssa Milano and for Hollywood. Stephen is on KTSA. Stephen, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jack. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I uh, totally wanted to chime in on that because uh, these so-called has-been, uh, I, I even call them C-listers, uh, actors or entertainers or whatever you want to call them, they needed... Uh, to stay relevant uh, because nobody really cared about anything they had to say or did, uh, you know, and, and Trump was the perfect vehicle for them. And now that they don't have him, I, I quite frankly, I don't think they know what to do. I mean, their, their 15 minutes, so to speak, uh, is up already. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's, it's sad to me if that would be your, your reason for, living you know your your hatred or your opposition to somebody i mean what a way to live that that's that's your thing that's your animating spirit i mean that's what they're that's what they're contributing to society and that's pretty sad right. because that's what right. they got yeah Stephen, thanks appreciate the call um i don't know 
it sort of sounds like they don't really have anything they're for, but they know how to be against him and you. But I, I, it's it's hard to it's hard to know what the American left wants to do with all the control they want. Control has become not the means to an end; it seems to have become the end. The Daily Beast, which is a uh, left-leaning online uh, news outlet, uh, just did a uh, long thought piece about um, how Biden was supposed... This was the headline. Matt Lewis wrote it. Joe Biden was supposed to be the anti-Trump, but he's just as divisive. Really? You're just figuring that out now? I think they were triggered by the Atlanta speech this week. Joe Biden was supposed to be the anti-Trump, but he's just as divisive, says the Daily Beast. This past week has demonstrated how he has failed to live up to his promises to heal the country's toxic political culture. In other words, to not be Donald Trump. In particular, his speech in Atlanta serves as a microcosm for a disappointing year of leadership that has cratered his popularity. The president has compared opponents of changing Senate filibuster rules to notorious racists like Bull Connor, George Wallace, and Jefferson Davis. In so doing, Biden is appropriating Trump's method of otherizing adversaries and casting political opponents as enemies of the people and human scum. By the way, do they think Trump invented that? I'm pretty sure he didn't. I hate to break it to them. More bad news for Alyssa Milano. Um... Before we had Trump, we had Barack Obama saying, "Get in their face and bring a knife to a uh, bring a gun to a knife fight," and bitter clingers. And Hillary was calling, uh, you know, people deplorables. And Joe Biden, I, I don't know, I, I have no sympathy for people that supported him and now are having chagrin or buyer's remorse. I, I don't mean to be cruel, and I'm in a good mood today, don't get me wrong, I'm not. But I'm sorry, I cannot pat you on the back or give you a hug or say, there, there, it's okay, I know how you feel. Joe Biden hung around politics for 50 years. The only way you could not have known what an ignoramus he is what a tool he is, what a, what a closet racist he is, is if you haven't been paying attention or you just were, you know, denying reality because you hated the orange man so bad. You've had since the 70s to figure this guy out. Obnoxious, lying, plagiarist. It's been his whole career. The Daily Beast is acting like he, you know, this just started. By the way, have you seen how they're going after the Arizona Senator Kristen Cinema? Now, this is a good example for anyone who becomes the, you know, darling of the left, and and it and it happens sometimes even to people that are not in politics. They will suddenly become the, the you know, the anointed one, the darling, the featured hero. Just by something you say or something you do, an ordinary person can become, uh, you know, can be wrapped up in the in the great embrace of of lefties. But the thing about that is, enjoy that while you have it. Whether you're an entertainer, a comedian, a rock star, an athlete, enjoy it while you can. Because when they're done with you, 
They're really done with you. You know that girlfriend that broke up with you by throwing all your clothes out in the driveway? That's how they are. Kirsten Cinema's finding out. When Kirsten Cinema came along, she was going to be one of the new faces of the Democratic Party. She was young. She was hip. She liked punk rock. She's in a bisexual relationship. She's, you know, she peppers her speech with pop culture references to thrill the listeners of NPR and the readers of the Daily Beast. They loved her. And then these votes came along. And, of course, it isn't her and it isn't Joe Manchin. It's 52 senators. But they act like it's just those two. They keep acting like two people are stopping everything. But 52 senators are stopping everything, and 52 senators can stop anything in any part of American history. Now... They're calling her a bigot. Now they're calling her a racist, a white supremacist. So does that mean all the Democrats that wanted to save the filibuster were also racists and white supremacists? You know, this reminds me of the FEMA lady. FEMA FEMA lady had one talking point on her, you know, index card in front of her. No matter what the question was, well, masks saves lives. Masks save lives was just going to be her answer. And Kirsten Sinema is a racist and a homophobe and a bigot. You know, it's like a little boy that's learned a new word and is just saying it over and over again. And nobody's buying the bull anymore. You know, I, I, I don't know if they've gotten the memo, but... Calling people racist is not the stunner that it once was. It's not the game stopper that it once was. I mean, that, that's why they do it. And I'm sure there are people who would still drop everything to prove to you that they were not a racist. But there's fewer and fewer people who can be shut up or shut down by that word. That's, that, that can't be the answer to every question. That can't be the rejoinder to every objection. And attacking Christian cinema also sends a message to people who liked her and voted for her because of who she was and the things she had stood for and does stand for. It sends a very clear message to them that the Democratic Party isn't really with you unless you do everything. You have to check all the boxes, not most of them or some of them, but you have to toe the line on every issue. You can't say, well, I've been a good Democrat on all these other things, right? It's almost less of a political party and more of a fundamentalist religion. Because in a fundamentalist religion, you couldn't say, but look at all my good works. They'd say, yes, but look at this one sin. This one time that you came up short. That's all we need. You're out. You're condemned. Isn't that what they're doing with her? They don't care about the fact that she votes with Biden over 95% of the time. They don't care that she's been a loyal Democrat. and, And again was at one time not very long ago considered an up-and-coming, you know, young star, future star, or whatever of the Democratic Party. That it, all that matters is, how dare you? And there's no evidence that she's a racist. There's no evidence that her objection to the filibuster rule or to federalizing elections has any racial component to it. She has never said or done anything that would even give a hint of that. 
This is one of their own. I hope people are noticing. I hope you know what your loyalty will be rewarded with. If you're a loyal Democrat, if you think you've, you've uh, done your good works and you're in with the in-team, I hope you know how fleeting that can be. And it's not just people. It's groups. It's, it's those monolithic groups that are supposed to stay in line. You ain't black! They're, they're telling you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not discerning all this. Or They're telling you. You must always and eternally toe the line or we will throw you away like a paper cup. I don't know if you knew this or not, but today is Dress Up Your Dog Day. Dress Up Your Dog Day, January 14th. Now, somebody who has too much time on his hands come up with a new holiday. Now, I'm not going to tell you what to do because that's what Democrats are for, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to stand by it. You're going to hate it. People are already hating it. Your dog does not need a sweater. Your dog does not need a sweater. I'm not trying to prevent you from putting a sweater on your dog. Knock yourself out. Knit a sweater for your dog. But your dog doesn't need a sweater. Your dog came with a sweater. Unless you have one of those hairless dogs like Bond villains have. I think that was a cat, actually. Unless you have a hairless dog, or you live in the Alps or at an Arctic weather station, you your dog came with a, with, with a sweater that is incredible, by the way. I mean, I have this medicine I have to put on my dog's, uh, you know, I have to, like, part the fur to get the skin. It It's incredible. Right? You ever tried to do that? So, no, dogs don't need sweaters. And, and, and I think when people get sweaters for dogs or believe their dog, you know, I need to put a sweater on my dog, I think that's you. Can we just say that? You're doing that because that's making you feel better. And the dog may go along with it. My sister's dog, they, they put her in sweaters a lot. And the dog puts up with it, but I'm telling you, the dog doesn't need it. They come with a sweater. In fact, uh, a vet by the name of uh, Dr. Jack Stevens wrote a whole article, which you can find by doing the Google, as the vice president would say, um, in which he makes the point that sometimes dogs overheat from wearing sweaters inside the house. If you're going to take them out for a walk with a sweater, pull it off when they come back in. Uh, Do you think dogs ever really need sweaters is our question on today's JR poll. And people are mad about it. They're hot about it. And I know the people who are mad are people that have a, a sweater wardrobe for their dog. I know that's what it is. Because they're, they're, you can tell they don't like being questioned on this. Who do you think you are? And I had one guy say, I, I've, I've always agreed with you, and I am so mad at you right now. Well, I'm going to say it again. Your dog does not need a sweater. You know, it's funny. There are, and I say funny, it's funny in a tragic comedy kind of way. There are people who need sweaters. There are people who will not be warm enough when this cold front comes in overnight. There are people that are not warm. There are people that, give them a sweater. No, don't give them the dog sweater, but I mean, 
So again, this is not me trying to make a law or prevent you or whatever. I'm sorry if I'm making you feel bad. And they have everything for dogs. They have sweaters. They have jeans. They have uh, lacy collars so you can have your dog look like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And do do you do you, you know? That's okay. But I've had labs. I've had a German Shepherd. I've had boxers. When I was a kid, we had a Border Collie mix. That dog was out in the snow. And you know the kind of snow in New England, you know. Big snow. You know what that dog wore? What he wore when he went out in the snow? He wore snow. He loved it. He'd roll around in it, and there'd be snow in his fur, and he was never happier. He wanted to be in the snow. He'd run along with his with his nose like in the in the snow, like he'd be making like a furrow in the snow. He'd eat the snow. Your dog does not need a sweater. You may need to put a sweater on your dog, but that's different. All right, what do you think? 210-599-5555. And again, we're all, we're all friends here. We're all Americans. <laughs> you can say anything you want to say about it. You can push back. People are sending pictures of their dog in sweaters. It's adorable, but that, that's, not the, that's not what I asked. What I asked is, does a dog ever really need a sweater? You can put hair clips on a dog, but they don't need those either. You can put barrettes on a dog, but they don't need those either. Separate conversation, different show. 210-599-5555. Does uh, your dog ever really need a sweater? You know, maybe in the Arctic, maybe in some places, maybe certain breeds. Somebody wrote to me and said, well, you don't understand. Little dogs can't stay out in the cold very long without a sweater. Well, why would you have a little dog out in the cold anyway? I mean, they're not herding sheep, right? They're not working dogs. So bring them in. <laughs> they want to be with you. They don't want a sweater. They want to be with you. They want to be in the house. All right, 210-599-5555. Yeah, I've been watching this whole controversy with this tennis player. I'm not a tennis fan, and I'm not going to become one because of this, but... Uh, uh, Djokovic, the ten- tennis player, who's the number one tennis star in the world, I guess, the number one male tennis star, um, is again being ejected from Australia. They're um, excluding him uh, because of vaccination. Remember when we would talk about sports and people would always say we have this unnatural, unhealthy, inappropriate hero worship of professional athletes, you know, we even call them heroes. Oh, he made the winning shot, he's a hero. That's really offensive to some people because they go, you know, a hero is like somebody that fights in war or runs into a burning building, not somebody that hits a walk-off homer. And I agree with that, they're right. But people that don't like sports, one of their big laments about sports is that we idolize or we have idol worship of professional athletes. We build them up into things that they are not. And people hate that, right? Well, if you hate that, I guess your moment has arrived. Because we finally found something that is bigger than being the number one tennis player in the world. And that's the vaccine. You know? It doesn't matter that he's number one. 
We don't want him. He's got to get out. They've treated him really shabbily. You'd think the guy was a terrorist. (laughs) You've got to get out right now. I mean, this is the kind of treatment that should be reserved for somebody who's on Interpol's 10 most wanted list. Not top 10 tennis players in the world. But it goes to show the power of this vaccine ideology or this vaccine religion. He's nobody's darling anymore because he doesn't have it. Aaron Rodgers is probably the most valuable player in the National Football League this year. I, I mean, it's debatable, but he, he has to be in the, anybody's top three. He has to be. But it's going to be very hard to give it to him. And some sports writers are already saying, I won't vote for him because of his position on the vaccine. In any other year, under any other conditions, it would be a slam dunk. But now it's different. So if you've ever thought sports occupies too big a piece of the landscape or we have too much adoration or adulation for sports stars, your, your moment has come. They're just like you and me if they don't get that vaccine. All right, 210-599-5555. Votes coming in on the JR poll. Does your dog ever really need a sweater on uh, National Dress Up Your Dog Day? David is on KTSA San Antonio. David, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jack. Hey, I think I'm going to lump the dog sweater crowd with the same group of people who I remember my kids being in elementary school. You get your kids dressed up. Most of the kids just put on clothes. But there was a certain group of people that completely decorated their kids. Matching shoelaces, matching ties, matching belts. It's that same group of people, I think, they decorate their dog. It doesn't have anything to do with the dog. It's almost like they're an ornament or a Christmas tree to put stuff on, and they prance around with them. So is the the dog sweater a statement more than a garment? Is that what you're saying? It's exactly what it is. It's a decoration. Yeah. It's, I've already put all the bows and eyelashes or whatever right. I've done to myself. I have to decorate something right. else, so I have a dog. So I put that on mm. me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have people telling me, "Oh, you don't understand. The dog is the dog is cold, and the dog need." I I, I don't I just <laughs> is the dog the telling dog you that? Cold. I mean, what, what you know? So I'm with yeah, you. I think it's a cold. statement. Thank you, David. Uh, Peter is on KTSa. Hi, Peter. How you doing? I'm no, good. How are I'm you? Against it, I don't think You're... I don't think it's about necessarily putting the dog and keeping it warm. It's because dogs have become accessories now. You know, everybody takes their dog everywhere, and that's just a, the farther the next extension to it. Definitely against the sweaters. Okay. When you say people are taking their dogs everywhere, you mean like you don't like people taking their dogs to public places, I, I, or no? We we have a German Shepherd. We love it. You know. But, I mean, it, they, dogs have become accessories. If we look back yeah. 10 or 15 years, you could never take a dog into a restaurant. It was a health True. consideration. Right. And now right. it's switched. Now you can. What yeah. changed? Yeah. I don't think anything did. <laughs> yeah. By I the way, dogs, you, so. <laughs> you, you, have a, you said you have a German Shepherd? Yep. That is my favorite kind German of dog. Shedder. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. You could you could make a sweater for a dog out of what comes off your German Shepherd, right? Yes, you could. It could dress the whole family. Robot, you know, vacuum cleaner daily. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I hear that. It, but, well, All right, thank yeah. you, Peter. Peter says nope. 
Uh, and and both Peter and, and David were making the point that uh, this is the accessorization of dogs. All right, 210-599-5555. I'm getting my brains beaten in on my email. Uh, people, people, people who apparently buy dog sweaters are hot. <laughs> the, you know, it's like you, you can have my dog sweater when you pry my cold, dead fingers off it. I don't want your dog sweater, and I'm not trying to prevent you. From putting it on, I don't know how else to say it. I'm not. I'm not a threat to you, but I'm just spitting a little truth here. They don't need it. They don't need it. You may need to put it on them. They don't need to have it on. Scott is on the radio. Hi, Scott. Hey, Jack. Uh, on those sweaters, you know, I have to say, <clears throat> uh, I used to. I've always owned big dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, like going back about 12 years ago, uh, I got a dog from the Humane Society, a Shih Tzu mix. Mm-hmm. I think it was. He looked like a Shih Tzu. Little dog. Tough guy, though. Uh, very arrogant. You know, don't, don't touch me. You know, you can only touch me when. <laughs> he was very arrogant? To... Is that what you said? Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was. Yeah. Okay. But, All right. Uh, I would, and sweaters, no, but when it would rain, I found it's kind of like a poncho or a, a drape that, that, you know, rain. And a dog that small, I mean, he's so short to the ground that it actually did no good. And you, you, So you put a rain eat. poncho on him? Is that what you're saying? A rain yes, poncho? Yes, I did, and I'm embarrassed to say it. Yeah, you should be. Because I mean, no, thank you for the call. No, I, well, no, he loved the cold weather. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they have a very, did. if I'm not mistaken, they have a very dense coat, don't they? Yes, they did, yeah. And like I say, I, I don't think he was a pure shih because his yeah. coat was a little curly, yeah. but he might have been a little poodle in him or something. I don't know what it yeah, was. No. But, uh, All right. No. But you'd say no to the sweater. Out, you said You said you did the poncho, oh. but you didn't do the sweater. Never. Okay. All right. Thank you, Scott. Our JR poll powered by Stevens Roofing. Do dogs ever really need sweaters? Cold front moving in overnight. Today is National Dress Up Your Dog Day. Do dogs need sweaters? Are you a bad dog owner if you don't have any sweaters for your dog? Liz is on KTSA. Hi, Liz. Hey, Jack. Question, you're, you're splitting hairs here. Need versus dressing up day. Dressing up, putting, dressing your dog up like a unicorn, doing ridiculous costumes is a big fat no. I am actually a dog trainer, and so turnout coats, things for sports, and I run a Doberman, I have a Dobie. You have a German Shepherd, both guard breeds, awesome. But anthropomorphization, that's the word of the day for dress up your dog day. That's the humanizing of the pets, and it's a multi-billion-dollar industry now. So mm-hmm. anything. But what do you of, think of it? Okay, but what what is your position on it? Uh, for warmth, depending on the breed, yes. Uh, like a Doberman, short coat, boxer, twenty-eight degrees, need a coat, should have a coat. Um, dressing up, that's a whole other avenue. Yeah. So when up, you no. say um, twenty-eight degrees, should have a coat. If you're taking your dog for a quick walk, your short-haired yes, dog, you're telling me that you're telling me that. Let me just finish yeah. the question. Hold on, mm-hmm. let me just finish the question. 
Then you can answer, I promise. Okay. You're telling me that for like a short walk to the mailbox, that breed needs a sweater. A boxer in 28 degrees? Yes. Okay. See, I think what it is, is you would feel Not bad they need if the a, dog didn't... A warmth, like a turnout coat. What is that? It's similar to what you put on horses when they're when they're field they're out in the field. Because is it like a blanket? The dog is going out cold. Like the is it like blanket material? To warm up. Yeah, a blanket, a sweater, a, a, a just something that you throw over. It, it doesn't have to be. How about you just make a quick walk to the mailbox and come back, and the dog warms up when he comes in the house? Do you go naked, or do you do you put on something? I don't have fur all over my body, Liz. That's kind of a dumb question. Yeah, that is a that's a dumb that's a dumb question. Uh, Marsha is on five fifty and one zero seven one KTSa. Hi, Marsha. Hi. <laughs> Please don't um, be like her. That was annoying the hell out of me. I couldn't have taken one more minute of that. <laughs> well, let me put it this way: my husband listens to the radio, and the radio says your dog should have a coat if you have a coat. Okay, my husband wakes me up in the morning to put a coat on the dog if it's below a certain temperature my mm. dog is weighs not quite 11 pounds not that quite 10 pounds okay mm. we had her mm. dna done she's australian shepherd poodle yorkshire terrier pekingese mix wow so wow. she has long hair um but well, well, does he want her to wear a sweater in the house or is this to go outside no, just to, just to go outside but well, how gets, long is she outside in cold weather well walk down the block back Maybe half an hour or so. Wow. Um, I would just do a short walk if it was cold weather. I, I don't think the dog needs a sweater. Just just don't be outside too much when it's really, really cold. I mean, none of us want to be outside much when it's cold. <laughs> That's true. Um, but They're not I naked. Go- when, they're, when they go outside, just so the other lady understands, they're covered in nature's sweater. Yes, this is true. I agree with you, but... You know, it's just that at 6.30 in the morning my, on a cold day, my husband wakes yeah. me up and says, put the sweater on the dog. Yeah. And if I don't, he's harassing me until I put so the sweater So in other words, if it was dog. up to you, am I understanding, if it was up to you, you might not do it, but you're doing it just to keep the peace with him. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you're smart. To, you're a smart lady to do that because, you know, you, you'll probably have several dogs over the course of your life, but only, you, hopefully you'll only have one husband. Well, we've been married for over 50 years, so... Uh, so, you're, so you're very smart. Yeah. If that's the biggest <laughs> thing he asks of you, I think you're very smart to go along with it. Yeah, well, um, I go to... I have to... The dog, when she gets her sweater on her, is not happy. No, she they usually says, are no, not. Mom, I don't want this. And she kind of go, goes dead weight. But once no. she's got the sweater on, she's okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I think we're doing it for ourselves, not for them. Yeah. But, Marsha, thank you. Thank you for the call, and congratulations on being married over 50 years. Yeah, I mean, I, look, you know, if, if it's, if it's don't, don't let this come between you and your spouse or your mate. I'm not, it's not that important. You know, we, we, need, to, we, need, to, we need to stay together here. But, uh, no, your, your dog doesn't need a sweater. You know, what were they doing before they made dog sweaters? What were they doing before Amazon and PetSmart? Did you see a sweater on Lassie? I didn't. Lassie crossed all of Scotland. Right? Trying to get back to Roddy McDowell. Feel like a broken leg. 
She didn't have she didn't have Tommy Copper, you know. She, she just did it. I mean, it's just this is what what we're doing because we can. I think 210-599-5555. I love how angry people are getting. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> it's hysterical. Danny writes to jackiektsa.com. First I'm going to boycott that pet cemetery you advertised for. Well, actually it's it's a pet crematory, not a pet. Not a pet cemetery. Then I'm going to get you taken off the radio. Finally. It needs to happen, and this is the last straw, writes Danny. Uh, what did I do? If you've just tuned in, what, what, my God, what is he talking about? What did he, what did he say? I just said, your dog does not need a sweater. I didn't say you shouldn't be allowed to put a sweater on your dog or that they should not be allowed to sell them. More power to the people who do and do. By all means, have a wardrobe of them, knit one. I was looking online today. They make jeans for dogs. They make um, hats for dogs. They make frilly collars for dogs. They make tutus. Is that what it's called, that, that thing that like ballerinas wear? Is that a tutu? So I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a freedom guy, but your dog doesn't need a sweater unless you live in the Alps. Uh, Carol is on 550 and 107.1 KTSA. Hi, Carol. I I say sweater. I have a seven-pound dad hound, and she freezes to death. And when so does I she freeze to death? Well, she's tiny, and dash hounds, smooth dash hounds have very, very little hair. Yeah. And well, well, is she freezing she, to death in the house, or is she freezing to death outside? When she goes outside to go to the bathroom. Right. How long is she out there? Well, it takes her a while. And then she has to chase the squirrels while she's out there, too. But, I mean, if she's really cold, wouldn't she do her business and come right back in? No. What? Why not? Because no. she wants to stay outside and watch the squirrels. But, but if she's that cold, why would she want to stay outside and watch the squirrels? I don't know, but... Don't you think you're projecting onto her, Carol? Don't you think you're projecting your human ideas about the cold onto her? I mean, I, I, when my dog wants to come right back in, she, he, you know, she comes right back in. Oh, no. Gretel has to stay outside and watch the squirrels for a while. Yeah. She well, then I think your dog is happy watching the squirrels. Well, but she's cold. She'll come in just shaking, so okay. she has right. her little sweater on. Okay. All right. That's by all, Carol. I'm happy for you and 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 Gretel. Is that her name, Gretel? Yes. Okay. I'm happy for you and Gretel and Gretel's sweater. Uh, Bill is on five fifty and one zero seven one KTSA. Hi, Bill. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. So this used to drive me crazy. I'm a veterinarian, and um, you know, people come in still do with dogs fully, you know dressed to the nines um but i kind of had to embrace it over time uh in fact i'm i am sitting right next to a my wife's little black poodle she's wearing a beautiful red tutu right now um and you know it, it, it it's just fun as far as most people that do it do it now whether a dog needs a sweater you know that's are they going to It's fun for the it's fun for the person to dress up their dog, right? Yeah, yeah. And is the dog yeah. going to die? I, I don't deny that. I mean, clearly they wouldn't be selling these things if people didn't love right. putting them on their animals, and I'm not here to stop that. 
But if you're going to tell me the dog needs a sweater or it's neglect to not have one, I can't I can't agree with that. Not not running out to the mailbox with frostbite. No, not going to happen. No, no. Uh, I mean, if it's that cold out, you should limit your time outside too. Yeah, but there is a medicinal thing, and you can you can uh, Google it up uh, called uh, Thunder Shirt. And we do see the animals respond that have uh, anxiety and whatnot from fireworks. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm a believer in that. I, I've I've seen that work. That's for when there's like, uh, you know, like uh, firecrackers or thunderstorms, yeah. and it it soothes them. Yeah, that's a that's a whole different thing. I agree with that. But Bill, have you ever? Now, I was reading an article written by a vet. Um, I guess he has a practice uh, somewhere in the Midwest, and he was saying there's a danger if you leave the sweater on the dog in the house, they can overheat. Absolutely. I could have no, so don't get too taken away with the cuteness of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean I've never seen that, but I I have seen dogs come in, you know, uh that probably shouldn't have been wrapped up as bundled up as they were because when we took their their uh, core temperature it was, you know, almost fever level because they were so wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, that's for okay. sure. All right. Well Bill, thank you for the and you said your dog has a two two on right now? Yeah, her name's Fancy okay. and she's wearing it right. Okay, very nice. Well, thank you, Bill. I appreciate the call. You have a good weekend. Uh, Kenny is on 550 and 1071 KTSA. Hi, Kenny. Jack, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a no better judge. Oh, you meanie. You animal hater. I think we lost Kenny. All right. Well, it was, it was a good start. We just couldn't finish it. Um yeah, I mean, uh, Jonathan says on Facebook, any creature that could technically be made into a sweater probably does not need to wear a sweater. Well, I do not advocate making dogs into sweaters. I'm more strong on that than I am about them wearing sweaters. De- we should definitely not make sweaters out of dogs, but that's not our question today. Um, but yeah, uh, on Facebook, most people are saying no. On my email is where I've got the really angry people, and I'm I'm starting to think... They may have been angry at me before today, but today is like I've thrown the, the gauntlet down. You know, I crossed the line today. Go ahead and talk about Biden. You know, <laughs> but the, my dog, you've, you've insulted my dog's sweater. You deplorable. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've been uh, talking a little bit about this poll question today. Uh, the JR poll powered by Stevens Roofing. Do dogs ever really need sweaters? I was prompted to ask the question because today is National Dress Up Your Dog Day. And of course, dressing up your dog could take many forms, not just sweaters. But it put me in mind of the sweater question. Thought we would throw that out there. It's been thrown back at us pretty hard, I will tell you that. Roger is on KTSA. Roger, good afternoon. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Jack. Hey. First of all, I enjoy the show. It makes the commute home a little less stressful. Uh, common well, sense you. radio is what I call it. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm part of the dog hair club. I, I say no <laughs> sweaters. Uh, and what kind of strikes me odd is last year during uh, uh, during the winter part when it was cold, uh, and at the local uh, pet store, I noticed a lots of huskies and Eskimo dogs with sweaters on, and that doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. No, love no, it really doesn't. I have I have huskies and German Shepherd mixes, and they just mm-hmm. love this weather. 
and yeah. I, I just I just don't see the the sweater thing. And the, the veterinarian you called before the commercial break, uh, he made a lot of sense. You know, the, taking core temperatures and they're a little higher, almost fever mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. dogs being wrapped up too much. It it just makes sense not to have the sweaters on. But um, uh, like I said, it's up to the individual. And uh, but that was my take on it. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Thank you, Roger. Thank you for listening to us too. And I hope you'll call again. Thank you. Um, I, I and let me be serious for a minute. Because um, I, I am a dog lover. I've had dogs, you know, most of my life. Um, I can't imagine going very long without a dog. When a dog passes for me, I have to give a little time. I have to let a little time go by. When my German Shepherd died, that was the longest I went because it was so hard for me. And uh, even though I have a terrific dog now, that's the one I miss the most. So I, 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 I will not take a backseat to anybody in my appreciation for the friendship and the companionship and the joy of being a dog owner. And one of the things you have to understand about dogs is that we we can love the hell out of them, but not everything we do that we think is expressing our love is an expression of love to them. Like, you can ask anybody. You don't have to take my word for it. Ask your vet. Ask a dog trainer. You do not want to grab onto a dog and hug them and squeeze them. It's tempting to do it. They don't like it. So in the same spirit, what might strike us as, oh, I've got to do that, isn't, that's, that's, that's human talk. That's a human impulse. That's not what they need or what they want. I, I, I did say at the beginning, if you lived in a Arctic climate, if you had a dog that was out in the, you know, frozen prairie land or something, I, I, I guess you could, but I'm just talking about, you know, our dogs that go out in the backyard, do number one, do number two, come back in the house. No. You know, I mean, what, do you go out there with an umbrella when it's raining? Do you do that? I mean, maybe people do. I guess probably people do. Don't even get them started, right? Jack, yes, I do that. You mean you don't? I'm reporting you to the ASPCA. Go ahead and report me. I'm already a member of the ASPCA. 210-599-5555. This was a weird story. This is a um, a lady was on a blind date in China. Um, you know, China is having a, a, a huge problem with the Omicron variant, and they're not admitting it. They're covering it up. A woman went on a blind date in the Chinese city of Zhengzhou, And what was supposed to be just a couple of hours turned into a four-day ordeal when a sudden COVID-19 emergency lockdown left her stranded at the man's house. The woman has described her ordeal on the social media platform WeChat, calling her predicament not ideal. She had arrived in the city for a week-long visit ahead of the Lunar New Year and in search of potential suitors. So she was going to do some dating while she was in the big city. She says, I'm getting older now. She's 36. (laughs) I have to laugh when somebody says that's getting older, but okay. I'm getting older now. My family introduced me to some matches. The fifth date wanted to show off his cooking skills and invited me over to his house for dinner. Okay, so far so good. But things took an unexpected turn when a lockdown was ordered, preventing her from leaving the man's house. 
She said he did cook for her during their time together, but she had already decided she didn't like him. He wasn't very talkative, and she found him off-putting. So, <laughs> doesn't say how the food was, but you know how it is on a on a blind date. You know, you know, at some point, you know, doesn't take very long. Doesn't take four days. Usually, doesn't take more than about what? How long does it take on a blind date? Typically, what would you say? Is it the minute you see them? Is it the first half hour? Yeah, probably, you know, within a half an hour to an hour, you know. Maybe even sooner in some cases. Much sooner if there's something really obviously wrong, you know, like a, a goiter or something. But, you know, you probably know. I, what, what, goi, where did I come up with goiter? You know, and no offense if you have a goiter. I don't know where that came from. But anyway, um, yeah, so she knew right away, and she was stuck with him for four days. Her plight went viral. She says she doesn't want to identify the man for fear of insulting him or ruining his life. Of course, look at it from his perspective. He had to cook all those meals for her for four days for nothing. (laughs) He got nothing out of it. I hope he really, really does like to cook. When people dress dogs up like people, it doesn't ever quite look right to me for the reason that comedian just cited, like, where does the waistline on the tutu go? Right? Where did the, you put the jeans on the dog, do you put them on the front legs or the back legs? And all of this is just because they're not, they're not little people. They're dogs. It's kind of incredible that they are even willing to live with us. You know, when you stop and think about it, the whole domestication of dogs is fascinating. They're absolutely fine with about 10,000 things we do that don't actually make any sense in the doggy world, but they, they're good with it. They go with it. They're like, okay, you know, he gives me a place to stay. I don't have thumbs. You know, but honestly... I don't, I'm not sure where is the waistline <laughs> on some of these outfits. Anyway, and then people are kind of... You ever notice when people will cross-dress a dog? You know, they'll take a male dog, and they'll put all this effeminate stuff on him? D- you know, I, I mean, you could choose to do that. Your dog didn't make that choice. Are dogs embarrassed? You wonder if they're, are they capable of embarrassment? Probably not. You think about all the things dogs do. I mean, they just lick themselves right in front of us. I guess they're not capable of embarrassment. So probably if you cross dress your dog, that's probably not a, not a biggie for him or her. And boy, what an industry. You know, I've, I've seen the numbers and I don't remember what they are now, but we spend unbelievable amounts of money on dog clothes and toys and treats, and, um, you know, we're, we're trying to show them we love them. We're trying to show everybody else that we love them. So I'm not trying to get in the way of that. I'm not trying to stifle that economy. I'm just making the point. 210-599-5555. You want to hear something funny? You know, the big story this week has been about the um, the filibuster. Because Democrats want to end the filibuster, and they can't because two of the Democrats won't vote with them, but are instead deciding with the Republicans on preserving it. 
Well, Democrats used the filibuster this week to block Senator Ted Cruz, who had a a bill uh, putting sanctions on Russia for the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. So Senator Cruz got 50, I think it was either 55 or 56 votes in favor of sanctions for Nord Stream 2. And they used the filibuster, the 60-vote threshold, to stop the sanctions on Russia. I'm not even going to get into the merits of whether or not we should sanction Russia for the pipeline, or does this mean they're colluding with Russia? I mean, those are discussions we can have another day. It is spectacular to me. Not surprising, just impressive that they are using the filibuster precisely at the moment they're decrying it. They're filibustering while saying... Don't filibuster. This would be like this would be like if an anti-gun activist got a gun and shot and killed you with it while delivering a, a lecture to you about how no one should have a gun. And I guess they're racist because if you are for the filibuster, you're racist, right? So I'm just going by there. Just rules is rules. Just just saying. But yeah, they use the filibuster. This week. I mean, they used it hundreds of times under Trump. I forget the exact number. It was in the hundreds. And look, both parties are huge hypocrites about the filibuster. Don't get me wrong. The, the current hypocrisy is with, is with the Democrats. But, you know, check back with me in X number of years. We'll probably be saying the same thing the other way around. So they're, they're hugely hypocritical about it. But the point is, and, and I, I won't belabor it, that... The idea that things are hard to to get through the Senate is a good idea. The idea that presidents don't get everything they want as fast as they want it. Because what is the definition of a leader who gets everything he wants? What's the definition of a leader who can order and get and have on demand, everything he wants. Is that not a dictator? Would you want presidents to be dictators if they'd won a certain percentage of the vote or had won a certain majority of the Electoral College or if they had a certain uh, majority of members of of the House or Senate? You wouldn't want that. You'd say, well, no, we have to make sure, no matter how popular or whatever, we've got to make sure that this doesn't turn into a dictatorship. The filibuster is one of those things. And... The founders envisioned a government that would not be able to do very much at the federal level. All the action was supposed to be in the states. The states believed that would be true, or they wouldn't have ratified the Constitution and joined the Union in the first place. So that's that's the irony of all of this. But, uh, yeah, they they were using it this week while, while denouncing it. Everything's possible, and everything will happen in your lifetime at least twice. <laughs> Well, good morning, everybody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. 
I couldn't help it. I'll stop now. 605 on San Antonio's News Talk Station 550 and 107.1 KTSA. Welcome to The Dish. This is the hour of our show that's all about restaurants. It's all about your most recent restaurant experience. Not reviews, not anything that elaborate. Just the way you would talk about a restaurant if you were telling a friend or a coworker about a place you had been to. It could be a new restaurant and you just tried it and you're going to spread the word. Or it could be a place that's new to you. You went for the first time. Or it could be an old favorite that you go back to again and again. And you want to sing their praises. The food, the price, the service, whatever it might be. You can praise or zing. But come on now. I mean, if you want to figure out how to get across town to some restaurant you heard is great, you usually do Google. (laughs) Oh, leave her alone. All right. Praise or zing, any restaurant, anywhere in and around San Antonio. We do have one thing we ask. Please have the complete, correct name of the restaurant you're calling about when you call at 210-599-5555. That, and we'll scrape up any remaining JR poll votes and have the results on our poll question coming up before the end of the hour. I did try a place last weekend that had been called in on the dish almost a year ago. And I had been meaning to get to this place, and I just had not gotten around to it. And then the, the stars aligned, and I was able to go over to a place that was called into the dish last February called Full Belly Cafe. And it's on 1604 behind the Trader Joe's there. If you know where that little stretch is between, like, Stone Oak and Blanco. And it's in a, uh, it's kind of in the, in the crook of a L-shaped shopping center. So in the corner of that L called Full Belly Cafe. Um, They were having like a Sunday brunch menu, but they also had a lunch menu. And I don't remember what I ordered was the buckwheat pancakes with a kind of a raspberry blueberry syrup. And it had real raspberries and blueberries in it and on it. And um, boy, was that good. I don't remember if that was the brunch or the lunch. Probably the brunch, right? Sounds like brunch. But it was so good. Service was really good. The coffee was excellent. And it seemed like a nice place. Uh, the lady who called last February was talking about all these different things, caramelized onion tart, um, French onion grilled cheese sandwich. She said the menu is always changing and ever-evolving. And so I don't know that maybe, like, if you were to go a month from now, I don't even know if the thing I had would still be available, but... I really, it was really everything that the caller had said it would be, and I, I liked it a lot. Full Belly Cafe, uh, four twenty seven North Loop sixteen oh four. Do I get a praise sound effect on? Why? Why? why I, yeah. How come when I praise the restaurant, we don't get this? You know, I see how it is. I see how things are. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Getting a little stingy with the. It's not like we. It's not like we have to. You know, pay for it. We aren't paying royalties on it. You know, two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. As we take your calls on the dish to praise or zing, your most recent restaurant experience. And Esteban is on the radio on KTSA. Hi, Esteban. Hi. Uh, gotta praise Las Palapas on Austin Highway. Uh, went in there Tuesday before last. I had a craving for breakfast tacos. I had. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize it was Taco Tuesday for bacon and egg tacos, and basically they just had their stuff together. It was there was a line in the drive-through. I expected a wait, and Mm -hmm. I got a whole lot less weight than I thought I would. 
the food was, you know, for the price point, it was good breakfast tacos, and it's right on Austin Highway across from Bun and Barrel. It's on the side of Austin Highway that Bun and Barrel is, but there's that cross street. Right in front of the CPS station, kind of in the shopping center where you have the batteries plus bulbs. And it was, okay. you know, fast, uh, good price, uh, good food, and the kitchen staff and the lady taking the order, they all had their stuff together. Very nice. And what kind of tacos did you say you had again? I had four bacon and egg tacos. Four. You had four? Look at you. Good for you. Nothing like a good hearty appetite, right? Oh, that's All right, very good. 1208 Austin Highway, Las Palapas. Esteban says try the breakfast tacos. They are good. I like the breakfast tacos. I mean, we used to get them at the radio station. All right, praise for Las Palapas on the dish. 210-599-5555. You can praise or zing. Your most recent restaurant experience, it could be it could be lunch today or you had an early dinner or you went out sometime this week. Maybe you celebrated a special occasion uh, this week and you want to talk about that or maybe it was uh, you know last weekend but this is your first chance to talk about it uh, Mark writes to Jack at KTSA.com uh, we went to Dalla Mediterranean Cuisine 5450 Babcock Road D-A-L-L-A-H Dalla Mexican uh, Dalla Mediterranean Cuisine excuse me uh, he says, I uh, had heroes and tabbouleh. My wife had the hero Greek salad with domas. Superb. Dala, Mediterranean cuisine, 5450 Babcock Road. We actually had a call on Dala back in April, and that caller praised uh, the food and also the outdoor dining. So if you're looking for a good outdoor dining place, it's at Babcock and Eckerd. Uh, 210-599-5555 on the dish. Taking your calls to praise or zing your most recent restaurant experience. There's a uh, new study being reported tonight from Wales. And this isn't really a shocker, but in fact, I think we even talked about this a little bit a while back on the show. Researchers uh, at uh, in the journal Cognitive Research... Uh, took a group of 43 women and had them look at photographs of men and rate them uh, on attractiveness on a scale of 1 to 10. The results found that women found men wearing face masks significantly more attractive, leading to the conclusion that face masks might not just be a health issue they might also be a cosmetic issue now we talked about this a while back i think because if your eyes are your best feature like let's say people have told you oh you have beautiful eyes or your eyes are really blue or whatever it is if your eyes are your best feature then the face mask is doing you a big favor because all we can see are people's eyes and i don't know if, if you've noticed this but i notice i really watch people's eyes more now because that's the only hint I have as to whether or not they're happy or mad or I'm in their way or they want to talk. Or, you know what I mean? It's With the face mask, that's sometimes all you have to go on. So if, if your eyes are a positive, then it focuses people on them. And, and I, I'll, I would imagine there are people who, do you, do you suppose there are people who really don't want to take the mask off? 
because maybe they are not so sure about the lower half of their face. Maybe they have skin issues or a crooked mouth or bad teeth. Or it's probably people who are like, you know, the mask has been good to me. The authors of the study said we wanted to test whether um, now that face covering has become more ubiquitous, was it having any effect on attractiveness? The women rated the men wearing face masks significantly more attractive than those without one or with their faces obscured by a book. (laughs) And they also found that women preferred men with the uh, blue medical mask. Um, and they speculated that that might be because the women are presuming that those are healthcare workers. Of course, we're all wearing them now, so wouldn't probably be a good presumption to make, right? Not necessarily. Um, what was his name, Doctor McDreamy? Just because he has the just because he has the blue mask on doesn't mean he's Doctor McDreamy. So anyway. That's what they found out in a study in Wales. I just wanted you to know. They didn't say anything about dogs and sweaters. Daryl is on KTSA. Happy Friday, Daryl. Hey, how you doing, Jack? Good, Thanks. sir. How are you? Uh, I want to give, good. I want to give a big shout-out of praise to the Caparellis in Garden Ridge, um, located there in the Shell little parking lot. Um, food is always always good. I mean, it's not blow-your-socks-off Italian food, but it's, it's very, very good. Um, the difference was uh, exceptional service. Uh, cannot remember the waitress's name, but she was a little bit older. Um, she had a full dining room, and she was running around like a 20-year-old. She was knocking it out. So exceptional service. Um, me and the wife both had the baked ziti, uh, which was very good, but we always substitute and get Alfredo sauce instead mm-hmm. of, um, and it was very good. So, big shout out to Caparelli's in Garden Ridge uh, for their exceptional service and good food. Excellent. That's very good to know. That's uh, 19501 FM 3009 in Garden Ridge for Caparelli's. We get a lot of calls about a different Caparelli's locations. That's the one in Garden Ridge. Daryl, thank you, sir. Hope you have a good weekend and glad you had a good experience there at Caparelli's. A lot of calls. I'm looking back here over the years. I mean, more than I could, more than I could count. Almost all of them praise all kinds of different locations the uh, Thousand Oaks location the Babcock location uh, that 3009 location South Cross uh, and others all right 210-599-5555 you can praise or zing your most recent restaurant experience on the dish we were talking about uh, dogs earlier if you missed it I'm I'm not going to go back to that but um, this is a uh, another pet story that's in the news tonight. Uh, if you or someone you know has a bearded dragon, and I had to look that up. I didn't know what that was. I just Googled it and saw a picture of it. Now I know what it is. Um, people are getting salmonella from kissing or snuggling their bearded dragon. I have to be honest, I'm looking at the picture and that would not have crossed my mind. I guess I I guess I'm not a bearded dragon kind of guy. But if you kiss him, you might catch salmonella. The um outbreak is in 25 states. 
It's about 50 people. Some have been hospitalized, ranging in age from 1 to 84. And they think there's probably more of them that people don't know they got sick from the bearded dragon or they recovered from the salmonella without needing medical care. So these are just the, the cases that have been compiled. Don't kiss or snuggle your bearded dragon. And for God's sakes, don't put a sweater on them. Just saying. Trying to save you from that. Uh, 210-599-5555. Praise or zing your most recent restaurant experience on the dish. It's Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. And a lot of interest in... uh, well, I mean, there's several games. There's there's two tomorrow. There's, I think, three Sunday, and then there's a Monday night game. Don't ask me which ones are which. I know the I know the Cowboys are playing on uh, Sunday afternoon, and they're hosting the 49ers. And and uh, I saw a panel on ESPN that actually thought the Cowboys should be on upset alert with the 49ers. I'm not seeing that, but uh, okay. It doesn't feel like the rivalry it used to be, does it? The the Cowboys and the 49ers, that was one of those, these two teams hate each other in these two cities, and I don't know, it doesn't seem like that anymore. But anyway, they're, they're playing on uh, CBS on Sunday afternoon. The other one that, that looks interesting, because the weather is going to be so crazy, uh, the Patriots are at the Buffalo Bills tomorrow night, and it looks like, the game time temperature on the field will be below zero, at or below zero, in Buffalo. That upstate New York winter weather is nuts. It really is. I love living up there, but that winter weather is crazy. Anyway, those two teams are playing for the third time in just the last several weeks, so we'll see what happens uh, in that one. And again, two games tomorrow, three on Sunday, and then the Cardinals and Rams play Monday night. Um 210-599-5555. You can praise or zing your most recent restaurant experience on the dish. And Gilbert is on the dish on KTSA. Hi, Gilbert. Hey. Uh, I went to Hacienda Vallarta, and they got the best uh, uh, refried beans, the, the pork, carne guisada, and tortillas. Oh, they're the best. And their their dessert bar. Mm-hmm. What do they have on the dessert bar? Oh man, you name it, and even ice cream. But they have uh, cheesecakes, Mexican style. This real fluffy cake. It's kind of wet. It's humid. I mean, it's it's it melts in your mouth. Hmm. And. Uh, their chilies are good, good, good. Okay. Yeah. Is this the one on? Uh, is this the one on Bandera Road? Yeah, Bandera Road. And, okay. and after after three three thirty or so, they have steaks. Oh, okay. Oh man, they got good steak. So that's and, like and a. It, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. And. Uh, yeah, they got steaks after three thirty, and uh, they're soft and tasty. And uh, I got two other places, but here in Seguin, can I say okay. them? 
Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's just do let's just do this one for now because I'm running out of time. But will you call me another okay. time with the other ones? I'd love to hear about them. Okay. Okay. Bye. All right. We'll do that next time. And Gilbert, I appreciate you, sir, and I appreciate your call. Praise for Hacienda Vallarta. 7200 Bandera Road, 7200 Bandera Road. It says uh, Hacienda, Hacienda Vallarta Mexican Buffet and Bakery, the full name of the place. And uh, a lot of good things, including that dessert bar. sounded pretty good. Um, what, what, what's not to love about those two words together, dessert bar, right? here on Friday with the results on the Stevens Roofing JR poll coming up and your calls on the dish right here 210-599-5555 and Charlie's on KTSA. Charlie, happy Friday. Good evening to you. Happy Friday. Good evening, Zach. Uh, I was coming with a praise for John the Greek as uh, uh, you kind of persuaded me with all the advertising over the years. Finally made it over and it was delicious. Oh, I'm so glad you tried it. What did you have there? Oh, I had the special of whatever night it was. Forgive me for not remembering. Um, <laughs> my wife had the hero uh, platter, not the not the sandwich, but um, where everything comes on out separated. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was real good. Uh, yeah. And I was just so enthused with the restaurant and the atmosphere and everything else. I honestly don't remember what I ate, but it was it was good. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad you were able to go and, and uh, have a good time there. And um, definitely, if you ever get a chance to go when the weather is right, that sidewalk patio is a beautiful place to spend an afternoon or an evening. It's a nice place to eat. Yes, and especially with the personal touch, John himself came out to greet us. We we actually sat out on the patio. It was a nice evening. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. I'm yeah, glad you did that. And, you met, and so you met John Valensis, too. That's even better. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, Charlie, thank you for that. I'm glad you had a good experience, and thank you for calling the dish on that. You have a good weekend, and praise for John the Greek. 16602 San Pedro, corner of 281 and Thousand Oaks. Uh, It is a longtime sponsor of our show, and it's a really good restaurant, too. And and John's a great guy. You want to see guys like that make it and do well and uh, keep that restaurant that his mom and dad started back in the 80s. Uh, he's lovingly preserved it and kept it moving forward and kept it alive through all the different challenges, and so you want to see him do well. Uh, 210-599-5555. I, I, I don't know about you, but salad dressing isn't something I think a lot about. I mean, I'm glad we have it, but apparently, and I would never have known this, did you know that the Food and Drug Administration... Um, had or has standards for what has to be included in what is called French dressing. I didn't know. I'd like them to more, you know, maybe concentrate on other things, but anyway, they're, they have standards, published standards on what you, what you have to include, what ingredients have to be in it for it to be called French dressing. And the news tonight is that the FDA is reversing the standard. 
revoking, rather, the standard for French dressing. They're deregulating French dressing, meaning there will be a wider variety of things on the market that can call themselves French dressing. It's anarchy. It's, uh... <laughs> the wheels are coming off. It'll be total chaos at the salad bar. So anyway, if you're a fan of French dressing, I'm not particularly a fan of French dressing, but I guess you're gonna have to you're gonna have to watch it. It may not be what you think it'll be. Uh, who knew? And and I and in the article that I was reading, it says there's something called the Association for Dressings and Sauces. Boy, there really is an association for everything. The Association for Dressings and Sauces. That's somebody's life's work right there. What do you do? Oh, I'm in uh, I'm in dressings. I'm in the dressings industry. Yeah. 210-599-5555 on the dish. Darren is on KTSA. Hi, Darren. Hey, Jack. How are you? I'm good. Happy Friday to you. Yeah, you too. You too. Yeah, I, you. I'll, I'll go real quick because... I wanted to name a couple spots. One was a Potbelly Sandwich Shop, and uh, I, I think I called you a few months back about that place. It's at uh, 281 and Stone Oak TPC, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a sandwich shop. It's uh, right if you're going north, it's right on the right side, right before you get to the intersection of TPC right. and Stone Oak, and they're really good. They've got great sandwiches. Um, and you, you, uh, great soups, great salads, mm-hmm. and, um, you, you can even go inside and eat there. <laughs> well, that's, that's always nice to know, right? Yeah. We, yeah, we had a yeah, caller they, they, in they, September. They, Maybe that was you. Did you call in September and talk about the avocado turkey? Uh, I, I possibly did. They have possibly lots of you. good sandwiches. The Italian's really good. They have, okay. uh, one that's called the wreck and it's, it's delicious mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And, um. Uh, yeah. So I just, I just wanted to praise them. And then another one real quick is, uh, I don't know how many of these they have in San Antonio. It's called Taco Palenque. And um, this one is over at uh, I-10 and UTSA Boulevard. And I stopped and ate there yesterday. And their steak fajitas are so good. And I just wanted to briefly mention that. So um, Is that... I'm trying to think if that's the one I'm thinking of. Is that on UTSA Boulevard right near I-10? It sure is. It's right there, yeah. Like where that, uh, where that uh, Costco is? It's, it's on the other side of the highway. On the other side, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, and it's really good. I, I, I had the steak fajita dinner with a side and a drink, and their, their beef fajitas are so good. I, 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 have to say they're better than Taco Cabana. So, <laughs> okay. very good. Yeah, it says it's uh, okay. thirteen seven nineteen IH ten Taco yes, Palenque. Sir. All right, yeah, very good. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you. Appreciate Jack. that. Thank you, Darren. Thank you have you, a good thanks. weekend. Thanks for calling the dish. So praise for pot bellies and Taco Palenque. But on the patrol car recordings, you could hear one say, screw it. Thank God it's... Oh, man. (laughs) And how was your week? 
Have you had the kind of week, I was just talking to a friend of mine about how, um, like I've had the kind of week that has flown by. I was so busy that it just went like in a blink. And he was saying, no, I had a week that was that felt like it just took forever, like, you know, it dragged. And I, I have those kinds of weeks typically when I'm about to take a vacation or go somewhere or something like that. That, that the week before you, there's never a longer week than the week before you're going to be off, right? And um, but no, this week's kind of flown, flown by, and I'm always grateful when they do that. I hope you've had that kind of a week too. Um, before we uh, wrap up tonight, we'll have the results on the Stevens Roofing JR poll. We asked you tonight: uh, Do dogs ever really need sweaters? And and of course, people answer that from a want rather than a need thing and i and i i get that i i can't you you're going to you know you're going to answer the poll question however you're going to answer the poll question we can't we can't do anything about that but the question was actually does does your dog ever really need a sweater across all of our platforms tonight and all of our votes 78% said no 22% said yes and the 22% are now trying to have me taken off the air. So We struck a nerve with that one. Imagine all the things we've talked about. Think of all the stuff that comes up on this show. I mean, we, don't, we go everywhere, right? We, we talk about abortion. We talk about democracy. We talk about the Constitution. We talk about Trump and Biden and dog sweaters. Dog sweaters are the, that's where you're not allowed to, how dare you? Funny. We're very attached to our dogs. And you know what else it is, too? And and I guess this is something, I'm sure you already knew this, but I guess it bears repeating. We're very attached to our dogs, but we're also, we kind of express ourselves through the the choice of the kind of dog we get, or, you know what I mean? So I, I, I understand the, the sweaters and the jeans and the custom collars and the hair clips and the... That's a, that you're you're making a statement, and I, I respect that. Dog's probably not crazy about it, but I respect that. One time, I brought my German Shepherd to a groomer, and I think she did this to be funny. But uh, when I went to pick him up, she had put these little tiny colored, um, they were like little ribbon clips, but really tiny, you know, like um, like little hair clips, different all different colors like around the top of his head and on his neck. And he looked so noble. He just, you know, he was like enduring it. He had this kind of, sto- I mean, and who knows what he was thinking, you know. <laughs> Probably thinking I need to go to the bathroom. I don't know what he was thinking. But he just looked like he was enduring it. And I took a picture because it was it was quite a spectacle on a German Shepherd. But then I had to take the clips off. I don't know. It felt It felt kind of disrespectful. You know, he's such a dignified-looking animal i don't know you gotta read your pet right do what do what seems right um what do you do in this situation you're in a a drive-through line this happens a lot like at starbucks you're in a drive-through line and this pay it forward thing starts happening have you ever had experienced this so you get up to the window to get your order and you go to pay and they go oh the car in front of you paid for you randomly but then you're supposed to then pay for the person behind you to keep this going. 
and they call it Pay It Forward. Well, this week a guy went viral on TikTok because he went to his Starbucks and he broke a 23-car Pay It Forward streak. And this guy said he declined to pay for the customer behind him. He's had like 250,000 views on his TikTok. And he explained they were doing the pay for the person behind you thing, and I pulled up, but the person behind me had a $46 order, and mine was only like $6. Well, of course you would not pay the $46. I mean, I, I, I pay it forward is, is, is a nice idea and all that, and I'm not trying to run it down, but good grief. 46. First of all, who, who's doing $46 in the drive-thru? You know, come on. I mean, that's not going to make you popular right there. Well, not with the other cars, not with the people who work the drive-thru, but yeah, I would, I, he said, I, I, I felt set up and I wasn't going to do it. So he broke the, the pay it forward streak and he got all these negative comments from people who said you know you're the kind of person that ruins a good thing and so forth and so on i i'm with him i i've done it somebody paid for my drink or drinks and you ask well how much is the order behind me and if it's not crazy okay i'll pay that one and but i mean you ought to be able to choose that no one can make you do it that shouldn't be an obligation or pressure or anything like that there's not a there's not a would you agree there's not a right answer to that so if you want to do it, you do it. What if somebody's on a very tight budget? What if they have very little money? Well, they probably shouldn't be at Starbucks. Then. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, I, I just don't think you should ever feel pressured or forced to do anything like that. Charity should always be 100% uh, you know, voluntary. I guess that's not charity, but kindness should always be voluntary. It should never be compulsory. And, uh, so the guy took a lot of heat, but uh, on the other hand, he put it out there, so could have just let that go, and nobody would have ever been the wiser. Pay it forward. The pressure of pay it forward. All right. Hope you have a good weekend. Whatever you decide to do, pay it forward or not. Sweaters are for people, not dogs. Go ahead and hate me all you want, because if you're hating me, it means you're not hating someone else, right? That's my motto. I'll see you back here on the radio Monday at 4. Have a good weekend.